Welcome to Ace on the Natural. I'm your host, Ethan Bob. I'm joined here by Peter. And we're back, and we're going to cover The Batman. So it's been long enough, so I think we should be able to dive into spoiler spoiler territories. Yeah, yeah. I think everyone's seen it by now. Or... <laughs> yeah, we'll do, uh, we'll do a traditional episode, our old school episode, where we look at every single action scene. Cool. Directed by Matt Reeves. Cinematography by Greg Frazier. Second unit directors are Robert Alonzo and Bradley Parker. Stunt coordinators, Steve Griffin and Darko Tuscan. And fight coordinator, Daniel Arias. First thing we're going to break down is the arrival of the Batman himself in the Batman versus Clown Thugs? <laughs> clown <laughs> face? Crow face thugs? <laughs> they were wearing like clown makeup, right? Yeah. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> it's because... more like the crow, though. It's like black and white. It was all kind of. I feel like the Joker post or cameo thing. Didn't he have similar makeup as these guys? No. His was more colorful. I didn't. I didn't see that much color in this one. I could really see, <laughs> but Matt Reeves did clarify that at this point he had already faced the Joker, mm. so it, there, it could hypothetically be be his leftover crew that he's like beating up here. The one that we see at the end, that Joker. <laughs> yeah, that Joker. Yeah. Okay. All right. So the setup for this one for the Batman versus Clown Thugs. The Batman has been operating in Gotham City for two years. When criminals see the bad signal, they become afraid of the dark. But not these group of young lads. They decide, they decide to beat up this weak little Asian man. <laughs> Suddenly, they hear loud footsteps. Were you happy that like all the crimes he could have chose from to like save a guy? He saved the Asian guy? There's too, too much random violence on Asians. <laughs> so he was sitting on that subway train. Batman. Was he? I, I don't remember. That. I'm just guessing. Okay. <laughs> because, you know, that's his like thing, Like, that's right? how he got in there? <laughs> well, that's his thing, right? He walks around with a backpack with a bat suit in the back. <laughs> I guess, yeah. Yeah, he saw that happening, and then he jumped in the shadows, got changed, and did his footsteps, make his grand entrance. Hey, he's not a ninja in this version. <laughs> no, not at all. There's no stealth no. at all for him. And he te- well, I mean, they, they kind of left it open to discussion, but from the info in this movie, it seems like... Most of his fighting skills are from Alfred, mm-hmm. he's, where he's like, I can only teach you how to fight. I didn't know how to be a dad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it, it's, it seems like it's a, like a, because it's only his second year, like he really, I get the sense that he's like overconfident. Like he just rushes into the fight instead of, you know, strategizing and then realizing you uh, shouldn't like get hurt that much. <laughs> yeah. But they... I think he's supposed to be 30 years old at this point. He's not supposed to be like 20 or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it definitely looked like he was... I don't know. I, I don't know how to explain this. It's like... Okay, first off, I want to make this clear. The way he fights in this movie is really not that different from the Nolan universe at all. Mm-hmm. It really isn't. It's just performed a lot better is it the same style like same uh like casey face? fighting method yeah casey. i have no idea i have no idea i they basically created their own but it, it it's not visually different mm-hmm. it looks very it's sh- it's shot similar. better like it's for me it's more impactful like yeah the I camera holds feel the hits better yeah the camera holds yeah. i mean he uh, in the opening move where he does the i'm vengeance like he traps like one guy's arm and throws like an eight hit combo mm-hmm. yeah and like this just everything going into actual hits and everything like that it, like you 
it made me feel things more like the the sound design and everything like that compared to what like Nolan did like I'm gonna compare this to Nolan a lot just because no. they felt very similar in in my mind. No, no, I no, I know the uh, like I said, the way he fights is pretty much identical. Mm-hmm. It's just the way it's shot is completely different. Yeah, and that's a world, world, world yeah, that's what makes right? this one so much better. For me. And it's just performed better because even Nolan did those long wide shots in two and three, and they still look kind of poor. Like I'm guessing this one this time around they changed up the frame speed a bit, sped it up a bit, undercranked it, and of course. Um, Reeves does what he loves to do, which I love. He holds the camera, mm-hmm. <laughs> holds the shot. He shoots it like a like a Jackie Chan '80s fight scene. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, and Pattinson did like a lot of his own stunts, right? Like it's mo- it's always really him in the bat suit, really. Yeah, I saw a few, not a lot, but a few behind the scenes clips where it was him mm-hmm. uh, doing a little sequence with Catwoman. Yeah, I believe it though. The dude's like pretty athletic, mm. natural ectomorph. And he did train with a, a Machado brother, I believe, a jiu-jitsu guy, mm-hmm. to prepare for the role. Now, do you think Matt Reeves purposely chose an Asian guy to be attacked? <laughs> with all the Asian hate going on? A lot of things on? feel a little on the nose with the <laughs> social commentary in this. Uh, I don't know how long ago this, you know, the whole idea came up and casting and all that. But yeah, it, it, it felt a little bit like that. Might have been a luck thing because they shot this before their lockdown. Because remember they they had shot, they had this to show when the production shut down. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> I guess he was just lucky. <laughs> lucky or unlucky? I know he's lucky. So, some like people it. don't like it. <laughs> yeah. No. I, I've heard a few podcasts of saying yeah. how it's too on the nose with certain things that are yeah. like the finale we were saying too frightening. I was like, grow up. <laughs> it's pretty cool. I like it like that. I like how it is scary. Mm-hmm. Now, did you find Batman? generally frightening in this scene like when he walked out of the shadows yeah yeah i, I liked it like it, it brought me back to the inglorious bastards a little bit with the build-up of uh eli roth's character the bear jew coming out of the tunnel yeah smashing the guy so it had that little bit of a, a vibe to it for me and um but yeah the, the build-up of it that's what one things that matt reeves does so well in this movie is just the build-up of the action itself like everything that happens before the action occurs it just it's so well done that you you're just you're ready to go. You're at the edge of your seat before the action even occurs. Yeah. And they in most of the scenes, Batman's he's not invincible by any means. Mm-hmm. There there are certain stakes in each of them. In this one he's he's overwhelmed, right? Because at, at any point they can easily surround him. It's just um the costume itself is a weapon, right? It makes people hesitate to attack. Yeah. Now, what do you what do you think of the costume? I, I want more information on like how it's so well bulletproof. Yeah. <laughs> the fact that he basically doesn't even feel a gunshot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, we go from the Nolan trilogy where there's a whole movie about how the suits build mm-hmm. to this one. There's nothing. No nothing information at all. At all. And yeah. like from his all his other tech, it seems like everything's like homemade. He's mm-hmm. doing it himself other than maybe the contact lens or whatever. Yeah. But how is he able to make something that really U.S.? The U.S. government has been able to do this kind of stuff for their own soldiers, and he's able to put this together. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I got questions. <laughs> I like the look of it, especially how they were going for that noir detective story, mm-hmm. like basically a seven with detective noir from the 40s. Mm-hmm. Like even like his cape has collars. 
of a detective trench coat. Mm. Yeah, interesting. <laughs> like his cape has collars. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, that's a nice little touch. Yeah, and I do like it's that it's open at the bottom as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, just, they, they, yeah. It makes that collar look right. Yeah. yeah, like a it separates the neck from the head from that, but also that look. Mm-hmm. Like it, you almost feel like he's trying to like cover his mouth with a with a cape collar sometimes. Uh, back to this scene. What do you rate it out of ten? I give it a seven out of ten. Just for all the the, the buildup and then uh, the execution of the actual little fight, like um, it's not a lot of the actual fight, like from an action perspective, but just the the over overall filmmaking aspects of it really uh, set the bar high. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I gave it a scene an eight. I do think it's beautifully shot. I really like the look of this film, mm-hmm. which we can touch on by the end uh, at the end of this podcast again. I do want to talk about that a bit, but uh, yeah, the look alone. Like, the opening sequences drew me in into this world. Um, I'm not... I, I don't know how I feel about the footsteps thing. <laughs> I, I, that's that's it, my whole thing of it as well. Is like he stopping? He's, he's cocky and he's like, Hey, I'm announcing myself! Kind of thing. And like, Yet he's walking slowly. <laughs> you gotta build it up, man. Build it the suspense. Is, it's definitely a cinematic... T- nice cinematic, cinematic touch, but it doesn't really make sense in the real world. <laughs> but uh, overall, I, I felt this was a cool scene. This was almost like a remake of Batman 89's and Batman scene. Mm-hmm. Just better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, next, moving on. We got to the nightclub fight scene. The setup. Batman invest- investigates murder. The trail leads him to the Iceberg Lounge, where he has to fight his way in. Boom, action scene. <laughs> I never knew I wanted to uh, go clubbing with Batman until this scene happened. <laughs> yeah, he looks so cool just walking through the club and like, yeah, I, w- I want to be behind him. The, the funny Crowds thing disperse. about this, the funny thing about this scene, is it actually answered a lingering question I always had in my mind. Like when you watch The Dark Knight, and when he goes to interrogate uh, Maroni in the club, and it's just Batman being, it just shows him inside the club. I'm always like, how did he get in the club? Did he <laughs> did he pay cover? Did he go through the front door? Did he go through the roof? <laughs> <laughs> I love every sequence where he has to knock on the door and those two twins yeah, are Yeah, well, this movie answers it. It's like, yeah. no, he just walks through the front yeah, door. That's great. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> yeah, he's not just uh, you know, rappelling down all the time. <laughs> well, that's another odd touch about this movie. It's just the fact that Batman walks out in the public in costume. There's a lot of those sequences, and it shows how people are looking at him. Mm-hmm. Even the, the crime scene, the way the cops are kind of like, what's this freak doing here? Or even the nightclub, people were kind of like, some of the Shaman, some are kind of thrown off. <laughs> you maybe like imagine yourself being on E and like, you're having a great time, and then Batman just walks by you. <laughs> what the hell is going on? This is the greatest party of all time. <laughs> well, did you ever run into Brampton, Brampton Batman in Toronto? Like, he always walked No, I around. never ran into him, but yeah, I saw some I, videos of him. <laughs> yeah, I see him like just walking around. People don't really care. They, they just kind of. Oh, it's him again. Yeah, yeah, yeah they don't really bother, <laughs> yeah. which is funny, which is odd. He's not really fighting crime. <laughs> is he? <laughs> but he, but he's. Brandon. He's black, by the way, for people who don't know. <laughs> but back to the scene. Yeah, this. Again, it almost looks identical to the fight sequences of Dark Knight. <laughs> like, I can't really differentiate. There's a lot of parallels. That's why I kept it coming, kept popping up back in my head, like all of Nolan's movies. Yeah, yeah. they're very, uh, it's almost like a, I don't want to say reboot, but like a remix, mm-hmm. but done better. Because yeah, I like yeah. the sequence a lot better than that whole Eric Roberts. Of course, but the, <laughs> even the whole 
uh, Maroni, uh, what's the other guy's name? Falcone's lounge area. Mm-hmm. They had a place like that in Batman Begins mm-hmm. underneath a bridge. Mm-hmm. It's like the same. It's they even had the like a area. whole guardrail sequence where they're smashing. Them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But the but this time this time it, it almost seems like Iceberg Lounge is like an underground city. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's like a warehouse. Or like, I don't know. But it's huge, and Maroni just stays there. He never leaves. Mm-hmm. He doesn't need to. <laughs> I like the I like the like the way it was lit, like the the lighting sequences. Like initially, there's like that that flashing red light, and then once you get to that kind of scaffold area, it becomes like this little yellow hue to it. The way it was lit, it was just, I, I, yeah, I it's really like enjoyed the, that aspect. It's the area you walk from the coat check to the dance floor. <laughs> Everybody knows that area. <laughs> Every club has that area. That place has to be well lit. <laughs> did you turn your head like every like Batman did when he saw Catwoman? <laughs> I I think I gasped. Yeah, I, mean, <laughs> I, honestly, whoa, I was like, whoa, whoa. Oh, my goodness. She is stunning in this Jesus. movie. Like, well, she's a gorgeous lady outside the movie, obviously. She's gorgeous, but like, wow. wow. <laughs> yeah. What an intro. <laughs> Even Penguin, <laughs> I love how Penguin's introduction is like, "Hey, relax, sweetheart." To Batman, <laughs> hey, my name's Ozzy. <laughs> that Penguin, he's always in such a good mood, regardless of the situation. I love him. I love him. <laughs> we'll talk about more. <laughs> I'm sure we're gonna talk about. Okay, how do you want to rate this little nightclub sequence? This little fight. Uh, I still really enjoyed it overall. I gave it a seven. Yeah, I gave it a seven myself. Yeah, little uh, little taste of what's to come. Mm-hmm. All right, next sequence I have is the bat versus the cat. <laughs> no description? So the setup for this one is Batman follows the attractive waitress to an apartment. He watches her in dress. <laughs> then he follows her to a crime scene, and they fight. <laughs> Creepy Batman. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I, I don't really remember their fight at all because I've only it's seen so it short. once in the theaters. You can um, see it in the trailer. The whole fight's in the trailer. Yeah. I, I do remember her, like her kicking prowess. Like it was pretty cool. Like she's obviously taking her Taekwondo classes or whatever. Yeah, that's you know, pretty cool. Yeah, well, for her because at least they made it, the thing. They didn't do that thing where a smaller girl can easily overpower two hundred guys. Mm-hmm. They know that. Mm-hmm. So the strongest part of a woman like is her legs. So mm-hmm. might as well use them, right? So mm-hmm. I'm glad that they gave her more like a kicking heavy style. Yeah. Because it'd be freaking stupid if she's, like, judo-throwing everybody. <laughs> yeah. Or, like, uh, or the Lucha Libre MCU stuff, right? <laughs> no, never a fan. But even in this sequence, um, even though she gets off a few kicks, Batman easily overpowers her. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's, he's just, you know, he's, he's just there blocking. He's, he's, he's not fighting like, back. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> yeah. Stop. Yeah. Really, the, the scene overall is just really a... It gained extra points for me just from the sexual tension that came out of it. Like, just that part where wow. like, he's, he's holding her and when that security guard comes in. I thought he was going to suffocate her. <laughs> that music that also kicks up is like kind of like a... <laughs> it's almost... It, it's similar to the Catwoman theme in Dark Knight Rises. But more sensual. It's a little sensual. How do you like her look? Her little... Cat mask. It's a, you know, it's a realistic look. It's like an actual cat burglar, burglar mask. It did kind of make the ears a little bit, like the way it was like yeah. on her head or whatever. Uh, so, you know, okay for like a, a first time seeing her. You're going to see probably more of her. So I was generally surprised by how much I enjoyed Catwoman in this movie, only because I really liked Anne Hathaway. and A lot of people don't. I loved Anne Hathaway. And when she was, when, um, what's her name? 
Lisa Bonet's daughter. Oh my god, that's it. <laughs> Oh my Zoe god. Kravitz. Zoe, Zoe Kravitz. Kravitz. Yeah. So when Zoe Kravitz <laughs> was cast, I was like, mm, don't see it. Because in my mind, I was thinking like, oh, Alexandra Daddario. <laughs> 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 but no, when she was cast, I'm like, all right, I'll give it a shot. And nailed that out of the park. Oh, she she was she embodied that role perfectly. Like she the might even attitude, be the everything about it. Her and the Riddler, it's between those two in terms of like who are the best acted in this movie, I would say. Who won I the movie? Know, Colin Farrell's up there for me. <laughs> nah. But uh, how do you want to rate this scene? Uh, this scene, I'm giving it a 6 out of 10. Just because there wasn't really much to it as an action scene, yeah. per se. But all the points went from that sexual tension. Yeah, I gave it a 4 myself. 4 yeah. out of 10. Yeah. Nothing too crazy, but meow. <laughs> uh, next thing I have is the car chase. Set up. Batman pursues a clue from the Riddler. A ratelada. He suspects the penguin is the rat. He fires up his bat. Mo. Bill. Vroom, vroom. <laughs> what do you... Okay, uh, what do you think of the Batmobile, this one? Uh, this one, I... It's a realistic take on it. Very realistic. Like, <laughs> I couldn't help but, like, run through my mind. Like, if Dominic Toretto... <laughs> Yeah. Was Batman like this? Is the car he would drive? Is like a, just a muscle car, really? Much. Right. <laughs> That's ultimately what the Batmobile has always been drawn as in yeah. the comics, it's especially like Lambo. early in his career. Where, yeah, yeah, like, he's yeah. building his own. Is either a muscle car or a Lamborghini or like a tank or someone in between? Yeah. Um, I do like the look of it, but I it's not my favorite Batmobile. No, not even top not. two, to be honest. No. But <laughs> the, again, going back to the build up of the scene and build up of the reveal of the uh. Batmobile itself, Reeves does an amazing job. Just that initial, like, really, the sound design comes through in this. Just the roar of the Batmobile, it, it's kind of terrifying. Like as a villain, I'd be terrified to hear that sound. Did didn't they hear it coming in the park? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> this is the one time he was stealth. <laughs> I was always worried about, uh, wondering about that. Like, didn't they hear him like come in? It no, he's left loud. it there for a while. <laughs> <laughs> it's always been there. Now, I do like this scene. I don't think it's as good as previous Batmobile chases. I personally don't think it. I think it's like probably third best. Really? Like, I think the Batman Begins Batmobile chase is better. Really? I think the Dark Knight truck chase. Okay, yeah, that all one. That, stuff that one I'll give you. That one I'll give um, you. I like this one, but I honestly, I think it's a bit overrated. A little bit. But I do like the look of it. I like how it's gritty, how you don't really see everything. Mm-hmm. Um, it, like, it, it's messy, but you can still tell what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, they do that thing where it, where you can ro- only really see the f- center of the frame and where like the outlines are like blurred out with the lenses they were using. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked how they went against traffic, but overall, I, I don't know. I, I'm a bit of a purist. I would love to see more like wide shots. Firstly, like how, how he, how he shot his action scenes. I was hoping a bit of that in the car chases, mm-hmm. but I still liked it. I, I actually loved it because I felt Reese brought a, the way he it was shot and everything, it was he brought like a freshness, a uniqueness to a car chase, just the, the with his camera placements, like the the one I really like the shot of him placing the camera like uh it was behind like the um the back driver's side wheel and it's like kind of like an old low angle shot but I know it's a simple thing it's not really that it was wow, it, in your that, face that shot whatever, was but... in the rock in the Humvee chase 
Still, I love it. <laughs> it's the same. I shot. love it in a Batman movie. They have right? it. They have it already. <laughs> no, I, I think it's a bit overrated. I, I think it's still well, yeah. nicely done. It's I think it's like, very well edited, though. It really well yeah. edited because yeah. it, it, it was with all the the close ups that he's doing and switching between different camera angles and everything like that. It was still a very cohesive chase. It, yeah, right? it's so, still it's still a very good chase. I, yeah. I just don't think it's as good as those ones I yeah. previously mentioned. And. It reminds me more of like the Bourne movie chases, which yeah. I don't really think are that great. I yeah. think they're good. Yeah. Like Supremacy, I think is a bit overrated yeah. personally. And kind of going back to my Dominic Toretto thing, the way it ended was like straight out of Fast Six when he drives through the the head of the airplane in the finale of the uh, the airport sequence. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the Batmobile going through the the fire. It was like the exact same thing as uh, Dominic Toretto does. So. Except his cape is like flying out, <laughs> flying out oh, the side. So much different. Yeah, that, yeah, that's a bit of a nitpick. How yeah. Penguin creates this like huge multi-truck crash, and all of a sudden things just line up into a perfect ramp. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it's because he's uh, he's such a good driver. He's maneuvering around everything. <laughs> <Stop> Stop <throttle>. it, <laughs> All right, what do you give this car chase out of ten? I give this a nine. I I really enjoyed it. So I'm probably my score is higher than yours. <laughs> yeah, six point five <laughs> yeah. for me. I don't I don't think it's that great. I like the look of it. I like the feel of it, but I feel uh, others have done it better. Okay, whatever. Next up, we have the nightclub part two. Falcon. Is it Falcone or Falcon? I can't remember. <laughs> There's so many ways to pronounce it. Falcone is revealed to be the rat. Falcone. Falcone's revealed to be the rat. Batman rushes to the Iceberg Lounge to arrest him. However, Catwoman's on a revenge mission to save, to kill Falcon. Who is also her father? Can Batman stop her in time? <laughs> can, can he? Can he do it? <laughs> That's a weird <laughs> little. Can he do it? <laughs> uh, I thought the sequence, like just the that little darkness shadow sequence. I don't know even how to describe it, but that part was really incredible. <laughs> Which part? So when like basically it's all in the dark and you're, all you're seeing is just the gunfire like everywhere. Oh, you mean the sh- in the elevator sequence? Is that an elevator? Yeah. Okay. It's outside the elevator. Okay. Yeah. All the way outside the elevator. Yeah. Yeah, that was really the best part of the scene. Yeah. Really best part, but the um, the best story beat of the scene is uh, they finally show the origins of um, Ninja Batman. Do they? Yeah. In this universe, because okay. he's not a ninja throughout this entire movie ever, <laughs> ever. Because, you know, the first time he goes through the club doors, he says Batman. Second time he says Bruce. Yeah. This time he just sneaks behind him. <laughs> and that is how Batman learned how to be a ninja. <laughs> On his third try. <laughs> that, was, that was the first time he snuck around in this movie. <laughs> the only time. <laughs> Who needs Raz al Ghul, the League of Shadows? <laughs> just needs to try to go to a cl- uh, nightclub a few times. A few times. Um, yeah, the, the sequence where it's pitch black, I... Probably the best sequence in the movie. Like, the best visual piece. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, especially the part where, obviously, it's in the trailer where he gets, like, shot in the chest. Yeah. I would like to think that it hurts him, but he's just so full of rage. <laughs> he's so angry. Maybe he's full of venom. Like, I don't know. Maybe he's used it before. <laughs> Ooh, oh, we'll get there. <laughs> venom. No, uh, easily the best. Yeah. For sure. I, li- I like that little sequence right before the scene begins as well, like, where it's almost like a horror movie like and then you get that goon flashing the flashlight over it and you see a quick really quick shot of batman 
and then it just goes right into the scene. It's kind of like a, a monster, like appearing out of nowhere. Yeah. All right. So really cool. Yeah. Definitely amped up that horror aspect of Batman in this in this story. Mm-hmm. Catwoman stuff I don't really remember, even though I saw the movie twice. Yeah. <laughs> I remember the story beats. Um, I mean, Fal- Falcon really didn't have to be Falcone. It could have been any mob boss. <laughs> could have been any mob boss. But uh, I know they, they had that visual cue because um, I read The Long Halloween, the graphic novel, because mm-hmm. Catwoman does scratch Falcone. Yeah, yeah. So that was like that cue. It was like, oh, they Easter did eggs. it. They did it. <laughs> Easter eggs. They did it. Oh, my God. Oh. How do you shoot something like that? Like the pitch black scene. Like, would that be shot like with like actual light? And then in posts, you just kind of like darken the scene and add in the flashes and everything? Well, I don't know how like, they did it. I don't know how they did it. I don't know how they did it, but there's multiple ways you can do it. You can do the day for night way, which is what No Country for Old Men did. Yeah. Also shot in digital. Or you can just shoot it with little light, hmm. which it seems is that's what they did. Like they shot yeah, it with little in light. Yeah, I guess in camera it would look like. I mean, come on, you've so been like... on my shitty movie sets. You know how much you know how much light. Like, we're always shooting it in like magic hour and stuff. Well, you, you you notice how much light I need to make a scene look more bright. Yeah, that's right. They're probably just using the same amount of lights that I use, <laughs> and they just add add the muscle flashes in post. Yeah, amazing stuff though. I really liked it. What do you rate this scene? Uh, I gave this a nine point five out of ten. I just, the uniqueness of it is is really inspiring i gave it a 10 because oh. it's it's brilliant but at the same time it's always like why didn't they do this before <laughs> they kind of did it in dark Knight rises they've really never done this <laughs> well they kind of did it in dark Knight rises a little bit from the pov of the guy where batman's like <laughs> he's just like left right i'm here <laughs> yeah that's the sound he makes before yeah. he hits you <laughs> <laughs> all right Moving on to the big scary finale that certain people say is too frightening. <laughs> Batman versus the Riddler goons, a.k.a. Q. No, I'm not going there. The what? <laughs> Q. Uh, <laughs> Q. Uh, no. That's Batman versus Riddler goons. Set up for this one. The Riddler is captured and locked at Arkham Asylum. However, he has one last plan. Destroy Gotham City. He creates a massive, massive, ah, massive, massive flood, causing everyone to gather into Madison Square Garden. <laughs> His little team of uh, internet followers, wink, wink, open fire on the innocent people. Batman must stop him once and for all. Dun, 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 dun. Man, I got so pumped. Because, again, you're the like, music? well, the build-up, you were talking about, you, it, the it really, yeah. the stakes were so high. It's like, the city's floating. It's going to be getting shot at. You're like, oh, my God, oh, my God. The Batman shows yeah. up. So amped. It's like it took, like, a like a jolt of venom or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you didn't get that feeling at all, like, the, the feeling of uneasiness or, you know, whatever, no. when the mass shooters are sent <laughs> No. <in>. no. <laughs> No, there's plenty of Batman comics with darker storylines than that. Like, come on, people. But this is like almost like pulling from real life. Yeah, why not? <laughs> so? So? So you can pull the Zodiac Killer from real life, but you can't pull for like a mass shooting? <laughs> of course, it's supposed to be scary, and it was scary. I just don't it, think was it was scary, but then those like loser guys were like really inept. They, I don't think they actually killed anyone. They shot the mayor lady, but... 
she survived. So, yeah. Yeah, they didn't do anything, really. They do no damage. Now, I did generally love this scene on first watch, only because like, I wasn't thinking too far. I was like, yeah. <laughs> but on the second watch, uh, I kind of like picked it apart a little bit more. Yep. This is really like a greatest hits album, this whole sequence. Because they had the realistic part at the beginning of the movie. Mm-hmm. But then it turns into like... Yep, it's very a, comic booky. It, it turns into like a Joel Schumacher part, especially yeah. when he harpoons the guys and does gymnastics. The loop around. Yeah, the, the loop around. Yeah, yeah, like that happened in Rush Hour 2. <laughs> <laughs> that happened in Jurassic Park Lost World. <laughs> like, well, okay, this, this is kind of weird. They even have like the uh, they even have uh, the bail tackle. Yeah. Remember those, all those unnecessary tackles bail does? <laughs> Are they spears or tackles? They're just tackles. Like in Batman Begins, like the finale of Batman Begins where he just tackles everybody yep. and like falls on his face. You're like, what are you doing? What are you doing? But then they kind of fine-tune it with a bit of uh, Batfleck himself, like with like karate chops, like spinning kicks. Yeah, well, it wasn't that good. <laughs> no, I never said it was, but I'm saying they fine-tune it with, with a little bit of that. They try. They they try. Even, there's even a sequence where he gets his cape pulled just like Batfleck. Like okay, I see what you what are you guys doing. Mm-hmm. But I, as much as I do like the scene and overall ending of this movie, it does feel a little tacked on, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. just a little bit. <laughs> Did you? So this is me going back to like where if there feels like there's parallels between this and Nolan. Did you get like the sense that it for me it it kind of gave me the vibe of the the whole sonar sequence from Dark Knight when he's like taking a because. Yeah, a little bit with the because like uh, I I understand stuff. everything that's going on the the stakes and everything, but I felt like it was just so thrown in there. Like it's, it was it's it, super, it, super, 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 I can't say the word. Yeah, it but, felt like a Marvel movie where yeah. they just they had that save the world ending. Yeah, it's and you're like, like yeah, he he's gonna he's gonna overcome this. <laughs> I I didn't I didn't get the stakes of it. I, I didn't feel like he was really ever in danger. I did when he was losing his balance and he was holding on to the shit and the platforms kept going and moving. I thought that was cool because that's what Mad Reeves does, right? Mm-hmm. He, uh, I felt the stakes, especially when he was like, he basically had one arm. Remember, he was like hanging off and he's getting shot at point blank. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. he, he wasn't easily dominating them like Batman v Superman. Yeah. I, uh, he needed help. He needed Venom. I mean, Batman. I mean, Catwoman. <laughs> yeah, he got Catwoman. And, that's one of my things I wanted. I I wanted Catwoman to have a little bit more shine in this. I wanted her to take that final guy down, like, she completely. Can't. Nope. But then, she, you know, he comes back, and she kind of becomes, like, the damsel in distress that Batman has to save. And then they have to introduce Venom, so I guess they, they have to do this sequence so they can introduce Venom of course. to the whole thing. Yeah. Obviously. Uh, yeah, I, I wanted uh, Catwoman to, you know, have her moment. Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> nope. But yeah, I de- I definitely feel that Batman was there was like this was the part of the movie where he bit off more than he can chew because he was running in a gunfire and standing in front of explosions <laughs> and like a shotgun blast actually hurts him this time around. Finally, <laughs> that's like a rifle or a double barrel shotgun or something. Yeah. yeah, and also like the um like the the movie is so realistic up until this point until he presses a button and a perfectly circle injection site goes on his quad <laughs> to inject venom. Like, okay. Okay. Venom. So that's me. what it is, right? It is venom. No. Oh, what else confirmed? could it be? <laughs> like uh, it could be adrenaline like in pulp fiction, but adrenaline's not green. Uh, it doesn't work that way. <laughs> well, adrenaline does work like that. 
but not it's not green though. <laughs> it's gotta be venom. So I, I guess that's just like a side story of how he's microdosing venom. So I guess we're getting Bane again. Yes. Or we already had him. Who? Who was it? No, oh, I don't know. I'm just saying it could have happened because we're in year two. That's uh, why he knows about Venom. Uh. It, it actually makes sense because you never see him sleep or eat. Except for when Alfred's like, hey, there's berries for you. <laughs> like, he doesn't work out. So oh, my kinda, God. He really is a bat. He's living like a So, so it kind of makes it, it kind of makes sense that he would be microdosing Venom to fight crime at night. And also, it, <laughs> it reminded me of Al Pacino and Heat. Because you know how there's that unfilmed subplot of how he's microdosing coke yep. to like stay sharp? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Michael <laughs> Mann talks about it in the DVD commentary. I, I think that's what's going on here, except you actually see him do Venom. Makes sense. <laughs> and also, <laughs> also, okay, so these guys sur- surround here to like kill innocent people, and Batman takes out most of them. And then uh, Batman's punching the one guy. A bit too much. And Gordon's like, whoa, 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 hey, whoa, you can't go too far. <laughs> whoa. Now you say that? <laughs> whoa. But it's, this scene is a very visually pleasing scene. It is. Just like, uh, like again, the scaffolding's moving around, the water coming in, mm-hmm. the electricity coming. Mm-hmm. It's visually, it's just gorgeous. It's so beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's basically Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, <laughs> but with Batman. But like, yeah, like with Batman being on top of all the you know innocent people at the bottom. There, yeah, it's that's what he is. Like he's always the one that's overseeing and overlooking everything. And also, right? he's he's not he's afraid of heights, or like <laughs> heights is a thing. Which is like another awesome sequence from this movie, which we didn't really discuss. Like, yeah, where he jumps. Uh, yeah, the police station. He's afraid yeah. of heights. Yeah, which makes sense. And also, like yeah, one second he's you know, spearing guys off the raffling. The next thing he's afraid of heights, but whatever. <laughs> hey, whatever. Hey, it works. How do you rate he's this still scene? young. How do you rate this scene? Uh, I gave this one a 7.5. I, uh, you know, it had its moments, but overall I uh, didn't enjoy it as much as these, some of the previous stuff. So. I gave it a 9 out of 10, only because it's a highlight reel of every single Batman action scene and even Joel Schumacher. <laughs> I love it. Joel Schumer. <laughs> got to pay homage. All right, next up, we got Rate Our Arrow. Hero. Hero. Mm-mm-mm. Pattinson. What do you think? Great Batman. He's a fantastic Great Batman. Batman. Great Batman. Basically, because he is Batman through yeah, the whole yeah, yeah, movie. Yeah, there's no Bruce Wayne. But it is pretty awesome that you. This is the most screen time you've ever seen for Batman. Yeah, it's great. Like I, I don't even know what the percentage, but I'm gonna put it at like eighty twenty or ninety ten for Batman versus Bruce Wayne. I think the only thing that kind of takes him down a few notches for me is um, only because we just went through a Nolan trilogy mm-hmm. where it's so clearly defined what was bothering him. Mm-hmm. You know what tears him, what breaks him apart. Whereas this one, it's not really that clear. Because they don't, they don't have to go over. I get it, right? It's just I, like he's sad and he's angry, but like, but what? <laughs> but, but what? And you also see that it's because it's early on in his career. Like it's it's like an almost like everyone's kind of saying, but like the origin story for Bruce Wayne. For yeah, him yeah, to I, know, I know. Because I know, but still, Batman's who he is. Bruce Wayne is the mask. But still, uh, it's really. well. I guess it it kind of achieves his goal because Reeves wanted to portray that he was addicted. Mm-hmm. To fighting crime, mm-hmm. 
that's what he wanted to portray, right? He wasn't yeah. necessarily mad. Yeah. He just he needs to fight crime, man. But he does have like a like a, an overall arc in the movie as yeah, well. He's like he's sorry starting off kids. as vengeance, and then by the end of the movie, he's like he's got that lady that won't let go of him, and he's like a beacon of hope. Finally, yeah, as well, right. But so. uh, what all I'm trying to say is I don't really get why he's so sad. <laughs> His honest. parents died. Why wouldn't you be sad? Yeah, yeah, yeah. His parents got killed. Murdered. Yeah, but he's also like a dick to Alfred. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, the, that. I really did not that, like that. I hated his portrayal of their relationship. Yeah, I, I didn't like, like he's that. He's like a little brat. Yeah, he is. <laughs> to, Alfred, to Alfred gets, wakes out of a coma. He's like, you lied to me, Alfred. <laughs> I believe Falcone and everything he says immediately. <laughs> yeah. Almost a bit too. I know he's going for the Kurt Cobain thing, and but um, but yeah, he's like, a little too emo for you. Yeah, a bit too emo. <laughs> I am. Um, I I just don't. I guess I emphasize way more with Bale than I do with him. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. with Bale, you get that arc. It's like my father, my father, yeah. my family. What have I done? Mm-hmm. Whereas Patson doesn't say anything. <laughs> just, just hopefully that gets like fleshed out as as we go along. Because you know we got three movies from Bale, so. Let's get three movies from Pattinson. But even the one movie from Bale, Batman Begins, he was a much more... Oh, yeah, because that, that was like a full one. origin story, though. <laughs> just the one. That was a full origin story. <laughs> but overall, I, I do think he's a phenomenal Batman. Yep. I really like how he looks in the suit and how he moves. Uh, I still gave him an 8.5 out of 10. I gave him an 8. Give him room to grow, because uh, I feel like he has really the potential to be one of the best of all time. Okay, next up we got Raider Villain. Ooh. Raider Villain, the the Riddler. Oh, what? We're not rating Penguin? <laughs> Just kidding. All right, what'd you give him? Or what would you like to start off with? Uh, I gave him, first off, I gave him a 10. Mm. I think he is a, will go down as one of the greatest Batman villain portrayals of all time. Most likely second only to Heath Ledger's Joker. Okay. In my opinion. I, I found him... <sighs> I really liked how he, whenever he does anything physically active, he sounds like a girl. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> it's basically like the villain from uh, There Will Be Blood, just on steroids. <laughs> and I also like his look. I, I, I know they, I honestly think they mix Hush with him. Because mm. him and Hush, comic book Hush, it's the same costume. It's the same trench coat, same style of mask. It's only they had glasses. Mm-hmm. I have a theory that th- this is our version of Hush, considering Hush's parents were mentioned, mm-hmm. and he could easily be the orphan of those parents. Okay, yeah. Easily that. Yep. And also, like, in the original Hush comics, it was Riddler and Thomas Elliot that created Hush. And in the cartoon, Riddler is Hush. Hmm. So, ah. <laughs> Barbara, a phenomenal performance. Um, even though he is kind of rehashing a lot of his like darker roles, but that's yeah. fine. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. I I love him this role. I um, I gave him a nine. He only lost a little bit of points just because. Um, well, actually, I'll get back to that. But I I, I just want to touch on the whole thing of him. Um, kind of the fake out of where like we think he knows. Who Batman is? Yeah, with Bruce Wayne. Like I, I wanted to touch on that, even though it's not really part of the, our normal discussions. Um, that that got me, man. <laughs> I was like, I was like so into. It. I was like, oh my god, they're really gonna reveal who Bruce Wayne is right away. 
And like that would have been like an amazing new take yeah, on they, Batman. They should have. Yeah, <laughs> they should have. They should have went with that. But then they, you know, yeah, <laughs> goes they, into this other thing and like, hey, we're working together. Um, which was still like a cool <laughs> I, I like fake like out. That. It's, it's that a great fake cool. out. <laughs> like, a little bait and switch kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like I, I, I do love his whole. Like you, you think of him as the Zodiac killer, but then by the end, he's like this loser guy but it has followers that like which is very real world <laughs> some might call him a, uh, a winner <laughs> okay yeah He's 500 a... followers i don't have 500 followers <laughs> come on <laughs> those are winner numbers <laughs> but i i love how like he interacted with them it was, it was so funny he was, he was like actually like really he has like that good internet etiquette. Yeah. Like, All right, guys. Hey yeah. guys. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna give you some instructions and uh, yeah. Well, my favorite was, fan of his is when they uh, it was during the bomb scene mm-hmm. where one of the comments during the live feed was Riddler is the bomb. <laughs> <laughs> He's got the best fans. They got the best puns. Yeah. Love those guys. Yeah. Just uh, so I didn't get his. So this is where may he he may have lost a little bit of points with me. Just. The whole at the end of the movie, his plan was fully accomplished. He, everything he set out for, except for Bruce Wayne. Yeah, that's one thing. But like you know, and he still was like happy to partner up with Batman in his mind at that point. Um, and so they throw in the whole Joker thing, and like it just it felt like it diminished everything that he kind of accomplished. Because, like, now Joker has uh, control over Riddler and everything. And so that kind of took away a little bit. From... Yeah, it's a terrible scene. Yeah. I, I don't like that scene I, at all. I, I hated that scene. Should have been... It felt so thrown in. It was like, it was like we're going to do exactly what we did in Batman Begins. But yeah. double to the extreme. Yeah. 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 And, and, and consider the fact I, that I, he's... I don't understand his whole portrayal. Like, he's, like, distraught at the end there. Like, yeah. Why? You, you got everything you were trying to do, really. Other than Bruce Wayne. And I know Batman kind of like saved people, but you still flooded the city. You destroyed the city. Yeah. So, yeah. He, he's just really sad. <laughs> he, he's just he's really emo sad. boy too. And not to mention that, like the whole Joker thing, they might not even do Joker. Like I, Mad Reason said. Not. I really hope not. He was just like, yeah, I'm, I just put it in there. Please do Knight of Owls. Or Court of Owls. Court of Owls, I mean. All right, next up, we got three badass moments. I can start. Yeah, let's stop moving your papers. Woo! Go sound. Uh, the first stop I have is uh, his first appearance. I'm vengeance. It's mm. great line. Yeah, I remember great seeing line. that. Seeing that uh, in the initial trailer, and I'm like, oh, it cuts away from him. It's not one take. It's not. But no, you watch it, it's one take. It's all Pattinson. That's how. That's when you knew. I know, like, you don't care about this stuff much, but, like, spoilers and trailers and all that stuff, but do you feel that that really took away from yeah. from the impact yeah. of it? Yeah. Yeah. A lot of this movie was shown in trailers. <laughs> so much. The biggest so one much. for me, the biggest one that kind of ruined it for me was, I think it was the first trailer or second one where it shows Riddler getting arrested in the cafe, and it shows the question yeah. mark in the coffee. That ruined it for me because when I watched The Batman... 
when they're right outside the Iceberg Lounge, that cafe, you can clearly see it outside the lounge. Uh, and I was like, hey, uh, uh. I was like, oh, okay. He's so right. I'm like, oh, he's right next door. He's <laughs> right next door. Oh, he's right next door. Uh, it's, it's the same studio. I'm like, oh, city. okay. It's right next door. All right. Uh, number three for me was actually in the nub uh, nightclub scene. The nubbin scene? <laughs> nubbin scene. Nightclub scene. Uh, just a, little, a small little thing, but uh, that little scaffold fight, Batman has the baseball bat. He's beat some guys up. Uh, and then the goon like points a gun and he's like, hey, drop that bat. And Batman like doesn't even flinch. No. He just whips it at him, like yeah. takes him out, whatever. It's just a cop. Yeah, the fact that like he's like, I don't give a fuck. That his give, I don't give a fuck attitude and just like, I'm not scared of anything. Made him a badass. Yeah, he's got to be microdose of Venom because if you fight that way in real life, <laughs> you're going to tire out in like 10 seconds. He's like screaming and like yelling the entire... <laughs> microdosing. Yep, he's got to be microdosing. Is he like just... Uh, does he have other holes? <laughs> does he use that same? He's going to press all those buttons. <laughs> uh, number two for me is... <laughs> um, it's actually for... Two of them. It's for uh, Gordon and Batman. Okay. It's in the interrogation room where they're like pretending they're like talking to each other, but they were both doing the Batman voice. I don't remember that scene. What, the, Is this he, after they caught Riddler? No, when he punches Gordon, he runs away. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember okay. there he's like, fake out, and he's yeah. like, you need to get out of here. And he's like, hey, who's that cop with the broken nose? He's like, you saying he's moonlighting? As a cop. <laughs> it was just so funny because it was badass. Because funny fact, like I forget the actor's name. What's, what's that guy's name? Jeffrey Wright. Jeffrey Wright. Yep. He voiced Batman in an audio yeah, series. Yeah, he did. Like, yeah. if he, and he forgot. Like, he forgot he did. <laughs> so because Catwoman so called him. So that kind of snuck back. <laughs> yeah, Catwoman called him out on it. She's like, you were like doing the Batman voice. He's like, oh, yeah, I did. Oh, yeah, I did do the Batman thing. <laughs> Yeah, it was cool. just funny how they were just like both like cheek to cheek. They're like it was. It reminded me of WWF, like Stone Cold in Austin. <laughs> we need to get you out of here. <laughs> Badass, punch me. Uh, number two for me was the. I guess you could say it might be the most iconic image from this movie is the Batman, the uh, POV of Penguin watching Batman walk out of the fire, but it's upside down. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I got to say, so back short uh, riff on Penguin here. Yeah. So car chase gets captured, gets left out like in the dark in some random warehouse. No car ride back. Yep. The next day he sees uh, <laughs> he sees Bruce Wayne. Hey, handsome. How you doing, handsome? You good? I was in a good mood. Man. <laughs> he, he, don't, he doesn't give a fuck that he had the worst night of his life. <laughs> hey, how you doing, handsome? Hey, what can I get you? <laughs> I'd work for him. <laughs> oh. He's so fun. <laughs> All right, number one for me. It was when uh, it's the ending when he lights a flare and guides the innocents. <laughs> It's a nice shot, especially from the top down with mm-hmm. the red flare, because mm-hmm. that image is ripped right from Batman Dark Victory, mm-hmm. which is the sequel to Batman uh, Long Halloween. Nice. It's just like uh, him and Robin like rushing down, and it's all red. And okay. it's just like a pure homage to it, and I thought it was just such a badass visual cue. It's like, he's finally becoming the savior. Mm-hmm. Right before that, though, like, did you buy that? Or were they going for like that? He's sacrificing himself. He's gonna die here, kind of thing. When he cuts that rope and he yeah, because he doesn't water. care about himself. Yeah. yeah. So that's when like 
he's got that turn. He's like, yeah. now I'm for the people. I mean, he could have <laughs> cut below his hand so he doesn't fall, but whatever. <laughs> yeah, whatever hey, yeah. it's cool you're falling make, in the water. Yeah, Catwoman's watching me. I got to impress her. <laughs> yeah, it's cooler when you land in the water. Yeah. Am I right? Yeah, uh-huh. She's into me. <laughs> Yeah, she wants this. <laughs> She's so down. <laughs> I guess I'm kind of cheating, but for the uh, number one for me is that whole darkness sequence, the pitch black yeah. sequence. Like, I know it's, it's very obvious that it's going to be, but it, it's so well done that I have to put it at number one. That's another sequence they probably couldn't have left out of the trailer. <laughs> Why didn't they? <laughs> God, that would have been amazing to yeah. see without any pre-notions of it. Yeah. I know. I was hoping this movie had would have been more like Batman Begins. Because remember when Batman Begins came out, no one really cared or looked at trailers. Like, why is it Nolan can get away with putting out trailers that no one knows what the hell is going to happen? But, like, every other movie studio just gives away their whole movie. <laughs> I'm not sure. Even in Batman movies where you, like, you think you know the beats or whatever, but his trailers are still come off as mysterious. Yeah, yeah, Because they're so... They, they almost... They're cut together like his films, like yeah. very montage yeah. <laughs> cross-cutting montage How does he have that power? Why doesn't every director yeah, have that I, power? I'm actually more curious as to how Matt Reeves is given the power to shoot the fight scenes the way he does. Like, because <laughs> most studios, like, especially, this is like a $200 million movie. Like, big bunch of movies. The reason why Marvel movies look like that mm. is studios want options. So they're always like, shoot it with like five different cameras. Okay. How does Matt Reeves get away with just shooting one camera? Because normally when you shoot it like that, right, you only have one thing to work with. And studios, Maybe he plans it really well. He's, but, yeah. but studios hate that shit. <laughs> that's, what, that's why I'm so confused that they, they let Matt Reeves do that. Yeah. It's freak, Even Extraction, uh, Sam Hargrave, he had like an extra camera just in case for the studios. Mm. Yeah. And that's not his thing, but he had to have it there to appease the studio execs. Mm. Like, how, do you, how did he earn his keep? <laughs> Good for him. Good for him, though. He's basically... Oh, Let's talk about him for just a little bit here. He he reminds me a lot of Donnie Villeneuve, his shooting style, but like cooler. <laughs> the cooler. director. Yeah. Donnie, okay. Donnie Villeneuve. Very similar, mm-hmm. but like more accessible, more cooler. Okay. Where Villeneuve can be a bit more abstract at times, but he's just like him, just cooler. His cooler older brother. I think he's yeah. younger. But <laughs> I always got a sense, like watching his movies, there was a muteness to his movie there's just like a, a silent build-up to the things yeah um i don't know he he does quiet really well but then the quiet explodes into like something really big and i get that sense when i whenever i watch this movie like from let me in to everything that's coming afterwards it's the funny that he he always used that re, kind of reuses that shot of like when you're in the car and it's crashing and tumbling yeah. and twirling yeah. all over the place, and you're you're in the car with the person, in yeah, he there. doesn't let me in. Yeah, he did that and let me in. He, That's the first time I saw it. It was like yeah. dawn, but it's on a tank. Yeah. Then here. Yeah. Does he do war? Can't remember. War. Hmm. I actually rewatched War. It's it's still good. It's not as good as Dawn though. Yeah. <laughs> dawn is the good. best of the trilogy. Yeah. Dawn is the best. Um, I still love Rise. Rise is pretty great as a. Rise is pretty good. Rise is probably more like popcorny. Mm-hmm. But popcorn-y, um, yeah. let's move on to the next thing, which is actually before we do this, let's talk about peak meridians. <laughs> <laughs> For everyone? For right? everybody that you can think of. At this point, Matt Reeves, Reeves? You, you have to say it's his peak meridian. Yeah, it's his best movie, I'd say. Yeah. Best movie. 
And uh, look at the power he wields now. Like He can go anywhere. <laughs> yeah, for, for a while there, I thought he was just, just going to do apes movies for the rest of his life. <laughs> because they took so long, right? Yeah. And I always wanted him to do other shit. Because each movie took him like three or four years. Mm-hmm. But uh, good for him. Good for him. Now, okay. I will peak Meridian for Gotham City. I think this is the best looking Gotham City. Really? Yeah. No. I would put Tim Burton's. Ugh, that's just because it's so unique. It's unique. Uh, it's, so, it's very gothic so and whatever. So it's, it's totally different. It's yeah. So fake. It's very comic booky, but, but it's so fake. I like though. that. I like it that it's so different because this is just like if you want to go for a realistic or whatever, then it's better, much like better it. than Dark Knight. I or really like the color palette, the light, the ben look Affleck of this film. Stuff, yeah. Would Would you say this is probably the best looking Batman movie, like cinematography wise? It's. Okay, hold on. Let, let, me, let me repeat that. Let me rephrase that. I, okay, let me say it. I don't think it's the best looking, mm-hmm. but I think it's the one best suited for yeah. Batman. Let's put the it fact, that way. Yeah, the fact that they use like London. I think London was yeah. the major. Primarily and, London. And it's got that gothic look as well, though, like, mm-hmm. like with the gargoyles and the, like the architecture of London. Yeah. It fits very well with Gotham, much better than Chicago or uh, Cleveland. Yeah, or Chicago or already used. Okay, yeah. Batman Begins had a pretty cool Gotham. It, it, it did, but, but then it, they it gave still up. felt very America. Like, America! Well, it is in America. <laughs> Gotham City is America. Because at least with Batman Begins, they, they even had that orange palette that they kind of carried over to this one, mm-hmm. to the Batman. Mm-hmm. But then in Dark Knight and Dark Knight Rise, so they just kind of abandoned. They're like, okay, yeah. Chicago, we're doing heat. <laughs> we're doing heat. <laughs> we're doing heat. But uh, I love and hate this type of photography because, A, I, I think it's freaking gorgeous but b it's so dark (laughs) it's so dark it's It's hard to see things (laughs) like because um because when you shoot on film right you have to have backlight to separate the the subject from the background okay with digital you don't really need backlight so a lot of times the foreground midground background is just one image Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It, it, yeah, <laughs> I I don't like that aspect of it, but at the same time, it's like you ha- kind of have to shoot in the dark to get that look, though. Yeah, yeah. That's that's the touch and that's like the the give and take of digital filming. That's just how it is. Okay, it's unfortunate, yeah. but um, but Did... go ahead, go, go ahead. Go oh, ahead. I was I was just gonna add that uh, once it comes out on Blu Ray, it's gonna be fucking magnificent. Yeah, I want to see all the behind the scenes stuff. I want to know how they did some of this stuff. No, I'm saying like the the actual movie is going to look a lot better on Blu-ray because oh. it's designed for digital projection on a Blu-ray. Nowadays, it's, yeah. It's not designed <laughs> to be projected on the screen because it's going to be blown out. It's not meant to watch that way. It's a weird thing to say, but that's just how it is. Did the movie drag for you at all? Yeah. Yeah. But I still loved it, though. Yeah. I still loved it. But it it's not as enjoyable as... The Dark Knight, <laughs> you know, like I've seen it the one time. I don't know if I want to like rewatch it multiple, multiple times. Yeah, I saw it twice, and I I don't really uh. want to. I might later on. Um, it is slow. <laughs> I even told my because my parents obviously are huge Batman fans. So I'm like, uh-huh. yeah. You're not gonna like it. <laughs> <laughs> Did they fall asleep? You, not. You're, not, you're not gonna like it. Um, the best way I can explain it to like anybody who hasn't seen it is like um, to, to compare. It would be like Zodiac. And... <laughs> no, 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 no. To compare like crime movies, it would be like The Dark Knight is like Goodfellas, 
and the Batman is like the Godfather. You know, Dark Knight is like it's deep, but it's it's pure popcorn entertainment. It's just so such such a good action adventure movie, whereas the Batman is like like a soul searching <laughs> dig in search through your psyche. It's nowhere near movie. as good as Godfather, but yeah, yeah, I get what you're saying. No, it is saying. the Godfather. <laughs> I would, I still, I would argue that it's it depends on the, your what you're into. Like, it could easily be the best Batman movie ever. Like the level of filmmaking, we'll <laughs> the level of filmmaking is so much higher now. Like it, it's up there, mm-hmm. but I still think the Dark Knight is the best movie. The bar- hey, 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 spoilers! <laughs> I still think the Dark Knight is the best movie. Yeah, but it's up there. The Batman is like just right up there. All right. Okay, moving on to uh, regular Batman's. How do you rank them? We're doing like a three to one kind of thing. I just did like four. Four. Yeah, I did four. Jeez. Okay. Well, I didn't do four. Because there's four that I can Okay, I guess of. I can do four. Okay. There are four. <laughs> all right, all right. What, we're not going to include Clooney or Val Kilmer in this? <laughs> so rank your Batman. <laughs> From four? Or you can do one to four. It doesn't matter. Okay. Well, okay. I'll do... Um, okay, one for me is still Michael Keaton. <laughs> uh, two is Christian Bale. And three is Ben Affleck. Michael Keaton, I grew up with him. I love his take. I thought he was a good Bruce Wayne and a good Batman. Uh, he had like an unhinged, like really weirdo Batman that you would never suspect is actually Batman. Just because like it's so different from his Batman. So, and I grew up with him, so I have a little bit of a bias. Uh, Kristen Bale, amazing Bruce Wayne. Really good Bruce Wayne. His Batman... You know, with his voice and some of the things that he chose to do, uh, I didn't like as much. So I have a number two. And Ben Affleck, I really wish he had like a better movie to to be in and a better story, to because I thought he had the potential to be number one overall. He's got the look. Like I love the animated uh, Batman show, uh, Kevin Conroy playing him. And if you turn that Batman into a live action, that's what. Ben Affleck looks like for me. So he would have been perfect. <laughs> yeah. So I actually separated them from their movies just yep. to make it fair. Okay. Because I'm talking like strictly portrayals. Okay. The funny thing is my list for best Bruce Wayne's and best Batman's are completely different. Mm. It's hard. <laughs> they're, it like, they're like completely, they're completely for different. <laughs> so what I did was I basically just did the whole best overall, both Batman and Bruce balance, if you could do that. That's what I did. So the first one I did was number one for bat for uh, number one for best Batman for me is I went with Batfleck. I think well, it depends on your taste. Me personally, I like a more well-rounded Batman, a more mature Batman, but that's like still angry and can pull off that Playboy charm effortlessly. Because when Bale does it, he's still kind of like forcing it, right? He's still kind of like, oh, I'm so drunk. <laughs> Whereas uh, Ben Affleck, because he's older and wiser, he does it so natural. And his bat costume, I, I, it's my personal ba- favorite Batman costume. His gray and black? Yeah. yeah. That's my personal favorite. Uh, number two, I gave to Keaton. 
I don't really care for his Bruce Wayne, but I do care for his Batman. Mm-hmm. I do like his costume second best because it's so... Because it looks like a toy. <laughs> it's so cool. Like I, I have that. But the toy. yellow, I know that like yeah. the yellow. Yeah, it, it's just cool looking. Like it really captures that weird comic book look back mm-hmm. then, especially for '89. Yeah. Um, and of course, uh, he's number two partly because he created the he created the Batman boys, mm-hmm. like Keaton did, <laughs> and Batman. He created. Although I do like Batman. Like perfect. It's not like over the top. <laughs> Although I do like Batflex like uh, robot voice a lot better personally. <laughs> Uh, Martha, Martha. Uh, number three, I had to give him Bale, even though I don't. I actually hate his Batman. <laughs> I like. I I despise his Batman. Really? Eh? I I hate it. <laughs> but I really like his Bruce Wayne. He's the best Bruce Wayne. He's, He's the one you Wayne. emphasize for. You feel everything that he's going through. <laughs> even then, I get teary. Even when uh, he gets stabbed and the at the end of Batman Begins, and he's like, "My family's legacy. What have I done, Alfred?" <laughs> like, oh yeah, fuck yeah. Terrible like Batman. Best Alfred list. Terrible Batman, but great, perfect Bruce Wayne. Okay. And the polar opposite of that is Pattinson. Amazing. He's, he's got room to grow, though. That's Amazing Batman. He could move up on this list easily with a second and third movie. Amazing Batman. <laughs> Terrible Bruce Wayne, because there isn't one. There isn't a Bruce Wayne. <laughs> there, there is one. No, but I do thoroughly enjoy Pattinson's uh, basically borderline psychopath obsession. I do, yep. I do highly enjoy that. Yep. It's just I enjoy other things better. Like, I like Batfleck. <laughs> Batfleck's it's a whole he's a overarching piece. story, though, man. You gotta wait. He's a dime piece. All right, moving on. Uh, let's talk best scores, uh, top three, because there's a lot. Yep. Actually, are we are we counting everything? Yeah. Or just the major motion pictures, live action? Everything. Okay. For this one, you do everything. You can do cartoon as well. Ah, <sighs> no. Then. So, okay. Are you, are you doing three to one, or uh, you're just going to say just your thing? Say whatever I feel like. Okay, cool. Uh, so, three, I'm going to go with uh, the Batman score. Dun, 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 I have that as my dun, number three as well. Dun, 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 dun. The re- for me, the reason I have it as number three uh, and one of the greatest of all time is it really fits the character. Like, it, it's, it's so moody. <laughs> The same way that Batman is in this movie, and it's like Nirvana. It kind of goes with everything. <laughs> Basically, it's just playing throughout the whole movie. It, yeah, I, <laughs> there's I, really I, nothing else. I actually like... drive around to it. <laughs> it's freaking awesome. Yeah, it, it's I the way it fits the character itself is it's Michael Giacchino way way well. I well actually done. like the melodic part more. Mm-hmm. Where when he actually goes to the funeral, he kicks to that melodic part. Okay, and it's just him like staring at people. Okay. I really like that. Uh, a friend of mine's sister who watched it with us, uh, Anissa's sister, Sarah, mm-hmm. she brought up a pretty interesting point. She was like, oh, that's like a play off Empire Strikes Back, Darth Vader. Yeah, okay. I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> it kind of is. Because that... Dun, 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 dun. But it's like a heroic version of that. Dun, oh, like the, dun, the actual, dun, like the dun, main... Dun, 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 I know nothing about Star Wars. Dun, dun. <laughs> what do you have uh, number, number two? Number two for me is I have... The Nolan trilogy, uh, Hans Zimmer. Mm. <laughs> I felt that it was a good evolution of the theme. Mm-hmm. The funny thing about that theme is that it's not really a theme. They had a theme in the first one, but then they got rid of it. And in the second one, it's it's more mood. It's more the mood of what's going on. But the the main theme that only kicks in at certain specific moments. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
it uh, this one didn't make my list, and it's mainly because I I didn't feel like it fit the character. I loved it as a theme on its own. But I was also think of it as I never felt it felt. I'm not thinking just for Batman. I'm thinking for everybody else. Joker Mm -hmm. theme. Okay, you're thinking overall overall score. score, Yeah, yeah. Joker theme makes it up there. Yeah, the the fact that like Bane theme. Even Catwoman's theme. Yeah. Like, it's got to be number two. <laughs> because, okay, as an overall composer, Over, yeah, yeah. I can see that. But as an overall Batman theme, I would not put that on my list. Number two for me, now that we can include everything, is uh, the animated theme. That just... Da, 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 uh, da. It just... It fits. Yeah. It, it's just right. <laughs> it's just right. That's actually my number one. Is it number one yeah, for you? it's number one for me. Number one for me is then... The Elfman uh, theme? Yeah. Elfman. That was Batman. my number one. I still think it's well, it's best live action, but now that we're including it, I mm-hmm. felt this one's also done by Elfman. I just think the animated one is slightly classic. I feel like it's uh but it's Elfman, better. Uh the animated theme took from Elfman and then improved on it. Is it but because but, but Elfman did the animated theme. I know, but he improved on what Yeah, he made he, he made did. it different. <laughs> like it's a different theme. Still, whatever. The yeah, it's a different theme. theme. Nah. It's a different theme. <laughs> I felt it was derivative. <laughs> what do you mean? Just like he took what he had from the Burton theme and he's like, okay, I'm going to change some things around to make it a little bit different, but like better. But it's a different theme though. But you, you needed that original to, to pull from. Mm. So that's, that's how I felt. Well, the Batman theme, the 89 movie Batman, theme, it's literally titled March. It's more of a March like he's marching in a battle, kind of war thing, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Whereas the animated series is more melancholic. It's more, it goes inward more. It's like, this is how he feels when he fights crime. I get it, I get it. Whereas the elf, the uh, 89 is, he's fighting crime! <laughs> you know, whereas animated or, series is like, he's thinking about it. If someone says the word Batman and I close my eyes, that's what I hear. So I got to put it at number one. No, the when someone says Batman, what I when I close my eyes, you know what I hear? <laughs> but it's not on my list. <laughs> I only hear it because of Homer Simpson singing. <laughs> Alright. Now the big one. Now we're gonna do this together. Okay. We're Overall gonna rank list. we're gonna rank all the Batman movies. And now we're only doing the the original quad trilogy. Yeah. The Nolan trilogy. And the new Batman movie. And so Schumacher. Makes eight. The original quadrilogy. Which includes Burton and Schumacher. Okay. Quad four. Just want to clear it up for the listeners. Quad four. The original quadrilogy. <laughs> Nolan trilogy. And the Batman. So that makes eight. All right. Starting at number eight. So starting at number eight. It's pretty obvious. Right now I have Batman and Robin. Is it... Not like one of the most fun movies to watch, though. <laughs> like, so you're okay with me having a number eight? Obviously. <laughs> number eight? Are you sure? Yeah. You sure about that? Yeah. It's a terrible movie. Are you sure? It's fun as hell. But, but Uma, Uma Thurman, though. So? But Uma Thurman. <laughs> so? And Alicia Silverstone. Do you kind of wish George Clooney had more chance to do... To play Batman gay? Good stuff. <laughs> to play Batman gay? Yeah. What's wrong with that? I never said anything was wrong with it, but that's how he played it. <laughs> What's wrong with it? <laughs> Nothing. So number seven. 
Right now, I haven't played Batman Forever. Are you okay with that? Yeah, I'm okay with it. Batman Forever, okay. Even though I do actually enjoy. Do you Batman like Forever. Val Kilmer as Batman? Though? How I do you used have... to. I don't anymore. Yeah. And the villains too over the top, or oh, they were perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Tommy Lee Jones. I can't believe he was in that movie. <laughs> yeah, he was weird, but the Riddler was perfect for it. Um, perfect for the camp they were going for. It's just Tommy Lee. Not gonna lie, uh, Drew sense. Barrymore in that movie was one of my biggest crushes of all time. <laughs> uh, Nicole Kidman in that movie. Holy, oh my god! Oh my goodness! I grew up with that. Oh my god! <laughs> anyway, okay. Here now, this is where it gets interesting. Not really. Number six. Actually, let me see what you want to put there, and I'll tell you what I have put okay, there, and then we can discuss friends. it. Okay. Uh, number six, I would put. Okay, what are the candidates? Batman Begins, all Nolan's. Okay, Dark Knight Rises. That's what I have. All right. Dark Knight Rises. Even though yeah. I actually have a large soft spot for this movie, I thoroughly enjoy this movie quite a bit. It's a it's a good movie. It's, it's a damn good movie. It's an entertaining movie. Um, just the narrative. Yeah. It's kind it of falls yeah, apart. Yeah, falls a little bit. very much apart when you actually look at it yeah, and pick when it you apart. Actually, think about it too hard, but yeah. but I I'd say I was gonna say visually I was but action set pieces is the best of the Nolan movies. So what would you say would be the downfall of the movie? Like, would it be the script? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> basically, <laughs> that's what it is. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit of a mess. Yeah, and just how they basically wasted Bane. <laughs> Like literally, yeah. they, by the end of the movie, he's like a, just yeah. an afterthought. Yeah, no, he should have been just the main villain from the beginning to end. It would have been a perfect, perfect movie. Do you, do you hate that whole trope of like trying to hide the villain behind some other, and then at the end they reveal? Because I think they've Hollywood has gone away from that now. Yeah, because there's been so much backlash. So. I don't think anybody likes that trope. Yeah. Okay. Uh, next up. Final five. I'll tell you what I have, and you can tell me if you agree or not. I don't have Batman Begins if you have Batman Begins. I have here. Batman 89. Okay. Oh, my. Wait. Batman 89 at number four. Five. Five? Yeah. Okay. Okay. I agree with this, actually. I do agree with this. I love this movie, but I... Same deal as Dark Knight Rises. It's it, it's not the most exciting movie. <laughs> Are you looking at it from a 2022 perspective though, or a when you watched it the first time perspective? Both. I didn't even like it that first of the first time. Come on, really? No. Come on. No. I like Batman. I like the Joker, but the story around it was the whole cathedral sequence. Like, what the hell is going on here? Okay, yeah. Like, what? <laughs> what? <Okay. laughs> what? <laughs> I thought there was. That a, is a very. Con- Confusing. I, I still don't know to this day what like, the hell happened. Why? <laughs> What's going on? Why does he kill but, Bob? <laughs> like, why are they up there? Why is there a black but guy? But at the time, though, you had, nothing, them shit? you had nothing to compare it to. So. Oh, total recall. <laughs> okay, like, all right, if you're going to compare it to everything else. <laughs> Predator. Like, come on. Right, you can compare it to Superman or whatever. Yeah, I I was not, like I liked the movie. I liked the feel and look of it, but I mm-hmm. never actually liked liked the movie. Okay. I thought it was cool. I I think it's far. I think the sequel is far superior. Okay, so that's number way. five. So number four. Number four. What do you have? Uh, I have Batman Begins. Number four. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
God, we're agreeing too much on this. It's just one of those things that people don't like to admit that Begins is better than 89. <laughs> you know what? I did not like this movie at all when it, I the very first time I saw it. Like in theaters? Yeah. I, I didn't like it because um, it came out the same year as... What did it come out? But like Marvel was starting up. It, it wasn't the Marvel same year as... No, Marvel came in 2008. That's 2004 or five. Yeah. This is like Born Supremacy time. I remember not liking it. I don't know why I didn't like it, though. Yeah, well, that was much simpler mind back then, I guess. So I was blown away by this movie. I was like, wow! <laughs> Whoa! Mm-hmm. I watched it like four times. But on times. rewatch, every time I watch it, it's so like good. it just gets better and better. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, number three. Okay, here's where we may differ. Batman Returns. Nope. The Batman for me, number two. Ooh. Ooh. All right, state your state your case. State my case. <laughs> I feel Batman Returns is the. It's basically what everybody loves about the Burton movies, mm-hmm. like about one. Like every everything that they love about the Burton movies is in Return to Eleven. <laughs> it's it's none of it's in eighty nine. It's all in Returns. <laughs> And um, I, I just like how much of it is actually Batman? Like, if you want to like compare it to like the Batman lore and theory or like comics and everything. But also, he actually has more. It him and his, Bruce Wayne and Batman are more balanced this time around. Mm-hmm. Like, he even has that. You know, he's trying to date Catwoman, <laughs> date Michelle Pfeiffer. They even have the um, mistletoes can be poisonous <laughs> if you eat it. <laughs> you know, <sighs> that's why I love him. It's so good. Yeah. It's number two for me, but. All right. So Batman, the Batman at number three for me. Um, no, no, no. We're sticking with returns. Okay. We're going to talk about returns. <laughs> okay. Well, Batman returns number two for me. No, no, no. It's one list. There's no for you or for me. We have to like. Oh, we have right. to. Okay. Yeah. Well, how we are we going to decide this then? No. Well, state your claim. Okay. State my claim. Uh, why do you, why do you think Batman returns is better than the Batman? Because it's so just like out there. <laughs> it's, that's, it's, that's that's it. No, that's no, 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 no. Just let me continue. I think the Batman <laughs> is just a well better made movie. Like the fact that he went full burden on this, but still made it feel like it was part of the Batman universe. Uh, the portrayals of Catwoman mm-hmm. and Penguin are iconic. Like you. Everyone compares those portrayals. Anything that comes after, even before, gets compared to those portrayals of Tim Burton's villains. Um, Batman himself, okay, I'll give you that. Like, it could be hit and miss to some people if you compare it to some of the stuff that came before or after or whatever. Uh, but the world of Gotham itself, I I love everything that was in, like, I've never really been a huge fan of Tim Burton himself. Yeah, but me the, either. <laughs> but the fact that he created this world of Gotham in Batman Returns, it's so much improved on what happened in Batman 1. Um, so for me, just the uniqueness of it itself, it felt like it's something that was transcendent that uh, surpassed what Batman could be. But overall, just 
the two meeting together, it, it just felt like a, a perfect meld of Batman. The world of Batman. Yeah, I love this movie, but I still think the Batman's better. It's just a better filmed movie. <laughs> it's well made. And it's just... Even the relationship between him and Catwoman is more fleshed out in... Okay, here's how I'm going to argue that. Is it, though? Is it, it is. Though? Here, here's... When Catwoman asks Batman to leave... To go to that city? Yeah, to go to that city. Okay. Catwoman's agenda makes more sense in the Batman than it does in oh, yeah, Return. It's, it's a more realistic yeah. take. Over yeah, because well, in Return, she like gets licked back to life. <laughs> Whatever. We're not, <laughs> and, we're and not comparing and realism here. Lives. No, I'm just saying it's, it's better in the, the Batman. Whereas the Batman, she generally has... Because that's her thing. She's the heart of gold. You know what I mean? She's like the Robin Hood. She steals from the rich, gives to the poor, right? And she actually does that. And whereas in Return, she's just... Likes to backflip <laughs> and blow up malls. <laughs> she's Asian of chaos in that one. <laughs> yeah, she's not really Catwoman. She's like more like the Joker in that one. And also DeVito. I mean, he's he, it's iconic. Don't get me wrong. But like, come on. Colin Farrell, Arada Alana. Where's his Riddler? Is he stupid? <laughs> hey, relax, sweetheart. <laughs> uh, if, uh... If Farrell bit someone, some guy's nose off, then, you know, I might give it to him. <laughs> All right. DeVito is actually Penguin in real life. <laughs> All right. So Batman Returns for number three. All right, whatever. Yeah, I guess you got finals. And, or do you? Well, it is Ethan on action. <laughs> oh. Maybe this gets voted. Oh. And we'll see. All right. Number two. <laughs> and number one. Well, I go back and forth with these quite a bit. Like quite a bit. Cause I, Don't we have the same number one, though, at this point, though? I go back and forth like quite a bit, <laughs> like quite a bit. Like I, I love the Batman. I think it's brilliant filmmaking. Oh my god, you're gonna put this at number one. I actually think it's brilliant filmmaking. I think it's so well. I don't think it's the best story. I actually think the story is like kind of bad, <laughs> to be honest with you. It's not. It's not great, but it's just such a well-made film. Just the level of craft that went into this movie. Like I get that. You remember when the Nolan movies came out and we're and we were like brainwashed into thinking this is Batman in the real world. Not brainwashed. We were like, oh, it's brilliant. We were like brainwashed into thinking, wow, if Batman was real, that's how Nolan pulled he pulled it off. If Batman was a real life guy, yeah, Nolan, you rock. And then all of a sudden Reeves like, whoa, 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 wait a minute, motherfuckers. <laughs> this is what it's like to fight crime in a costume. <laughs> but he nails that part. He though. does nail it. But overall, I I do choose Dark Knight as the best Batman movie ever. It just is. You enjoy it every time. It's Not only is it popcorn entertainment, it's also like deep and rocks you to your core if you really let it with the, the whole moral compass of Bruce Wayne versus the ancient of chaos of Joker. Mm-hmm. Just doesn't get better than that. But the, Aaron Eckhart as well. Yeah, like, him too. As much as like they kind of rush the whole Two-Face thing afterwards. Oh, it's perfect. God damn, he was damn good in that. Yeah. He's so good in that. I had my face where I was like, oh, they wasted Two-Face. Oh, yeah. they wasted the villain. But then, like, you think about, like, all the best Two-Face stories. It's basically just him getting angry and holding somebody hostage. Yeah. Like, how many times are we going to see it? <laughs> Do we need to see that? <laughs> and he flips a coin. Yeah. Ooh. But the Batman still remains, like, close number two because it was so fresh. Do you think they could have uh, introduced Two-Face in Batman Begins? Just as the district attorney, yeah, because she um, he was supposed to Just be Rachel to, like Dawes. give him a little bit more of a build up before the big turn in the second one. Nah, 
No. Well, you know, Rachel Dawes was supposed to be Harvey Dent originally. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. And they just threw that her in as a love interest. Yeah. Because you gotta have it. <laughs> Katie Holmes. All right. What else are we? Are we ranking anything else? Alfred's. Who's the best Alfred? Oh, that, that's that's a good one. <laughs> don't say Alpha. Don't say Michael Caine. Mike. My, actually, my, Michael actually, Caine. It is Michael Caine. Hmm. I really like the Alfred from Gotham. <laughs> <laughs> I never finished that show, but I really like that Alfred. Well, because he was so badass. He like knew. Co- that's the guy you would actually. Yeah, <laughs> believe that could train like train knew, a Batman. He like knew karate. Yeah. He knew uh, everything. <laughs> Um, obviously Michael, Michael Caine, number two, I actually kind of like Jeremy Irons, even though he was only in like for like two minutes mm-hmm. or five minutes, that little monologue. Yeah. He has. I want more of him too. Yeah. He was good. He was good. But no, I, I'd have to meditate on that a bit more to give you an official <laughs> answer. We'll have a full, um, podcast on the uh, rank of the Alfreds. Well, that does it for this episode, guys. Thanks for listening. Please subscribe, rate, review. Check out our YouTube page, Aethon in Action, with four reaction videos and um, action breakdowns. Thanks for listening, and we will be back.